Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here. And I'm blessed and grateful to be joined by New York Yankees pitcher Chad Green today. I know you're going to get a ton of value from this because we're going to dive into the mind of a high performer, a high performance athlete, right? A world-class athlete with arguably the most famous, you know, sports organization in the planet, you know, across the world, right? So I am so blessed and grateful to be having this conversation today. I know you're going to be, you know, gaining so much value, so much wisdom, because we're really going to dive into the depths of what makes world-class world-class today. So buckle up. It's going to be an amazing day. I want to welcome you back to the show where we sit down for mind-expanding conversations with influential authorities in real estate, as well as top experts in other industries and disciplines, or by the way, world-class athletes. And today is that day where we dive into the mind of Chad Green. Are you ready to take it to another level? Because this is for leaders, entrepreneurs, real estate investors who have a burning desire for the extraordinary. It is our mission to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in whether it's real estate, whether it's business, whether it's in your personal life and beyond. And at the end of the day, it's about beyond, right? Because we're going to distill the mindset, the habits, the routines, the systems, the tools, the strategies, and so much more from Chad Green, who's going to be joining me in person today, you know, so that you can elevate to a life without limits. At the end of the day, it is about recognizing that there is no limits. There is no limits to your future. You can apply wisdom from a world-class, you know, athlete with the New York Yankees and apply that to your life, apply that to your business, apply that to, you know, everything that you're doing. So I want to encourage you to really take notes because this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through personal growth, real estate investing, other ventures, most importantly, and ultimately in their lives. And if you are enjoying this show, and by the way, if this is the first time that you've listened to Elevate, I want to welcome you. I want to thank you for being here. And I want to encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button because we're coming out with two shows every single week and in some weeks, three, right? So I want to encourage you to subscribe, give us a rating, a review. What are you getting from this show? What type of feedback you know, are you applying to your life? And uh, I want to encourage you to give us that, you know, give us the gift of not only giving us a rating, a review, subscribing, but also sharing this with your network. If you want to screenshot this episode and post this on social media, that would be the greatest gift that you could give us because in any business and anything in your life, right, you know, the greatest accomplishment or the greatest compliment that anyone can give you is a referral. And um, if you are enjoying this, we ask you to pay the fee. And that fee is to share this with one other person. If you have the opportunity of sharing it with many at one time, then of course, we encourage you to do that. Tag us on social media and uh, tag your friend and also share, share your top three takeaways. So I want to encourage you to look for what are your top three takeaways from this episode that not only you can apply to your life, to your business, to your approach from a personal professional perspective, but also share that with others because now they have the opportunity of doing that. So step into the role of a contributor as a teacher. And that is an extremely powerful role to be sitting in and to be stepping into. So if you're enjoying this, pass that along. And by the way, that is the fee. It's 100% free. Otherwise, you can also access all of our resources on elevatepod.com. We've got a ton of resources there, whether it's 
you know, book recommendations, links to connecting with guests, uh, links to all of our programs, what have you. I mean, it's, it's very, very deep over there, elevatepod.com. Of course, you can also go deeper with the community at Elevate Podcast Community on Facebook. So go over there and enjoy the tribe and enjoy the people that are all there sharing, you know, their experiences of, of really engaging with an Elevate Nation. And also, by the way, I want to let you know that Elevate Coaching Academy, Elevate High Performance Coaching Academy is open for enrollment. If you'd like to join us, if you'd like to go deeper, if you'd like to go to the next level and beyond in terms of your performance as a business leader, as a real estate investor, as a negotiator, you know, as a person that has no limits, then we invite you to go check out elevatecoachingacademy.com. We have a free masterclass training for people like you who want to close the gap from where you are to where you want to be and really expand that, right? Expand your future, you know, to a place where you're financially free, you know, you're emotionally free. Let's, let's be honest, at the end of the day, emotions are, you know, the most powerful driver in the universe, you know, not only financially free, but time free, geographic freedom and all of those things. So I want to invite you to go check out Elevate Coaching Academy. With all that said, let's dive in here. Chad, my man, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate my, it. My pleasure. It's always good when you have a guest who can just like walk across the street to uh, yeah, be on the show. It's got to be um, got to be one of the easiest routes uh, to get <laughs> yeah. here. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. But no, it's been fun to um, you know to to briefly get to know you over the past I guess year or so that we've yeah. kind of been you know part time neighbors yeah. at least. So I've really appreciated that. But you know, I guess you know for the listeners and people who know you, maybe yeah. you know in public, you know, but. What would you say, like, who is Chad Green as a man, like behind all the public image, behind, you know, being a, a pitcher for the Yankees, yeah. all this stuff? I mean, like, who are you truly beyond all that? Yeah, I think if I think if you would ask my wife or ask any of my friends, I'm pretty, um, pretty laid back person. I, yeah. I don't get worked up um, over too many things. And I think I hide my emotions um, differently than most people. Um, so if we're in a big group or something, I'm probably going to sit towards the back or yeah. try to be out of the limelight, not like kind of out of the spotlight. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty laid back, pretty easygoing at, at times. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I do everything. Um, it's kind of, and that's kind of how my pitching reflects my personality a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I don't show a lot of emotion on the mound, and, um, which I probably could do a better job at, honestly. <laughs> so, um, you think you should show more? I think emotions? I should express myself a little bit more because gotcha. I, I get, um, I guess with when you know so many people are watching or stuff, I get a little guarded. Yeah. Um, I think at times. So um, I should probably express myself a little bit more, but um, maybe it's a superpower though, right? Yeah. I don't know. So do you think that you have like different personalities, like when you're on the mound versus just, you know, in your everyday life, just out of curiosity? For me, it's very similar actually. So I, really? I, I try to like, I mean, when you're out there pitching, like you, your heart rate can get elevated so quick. So sure. it's like, my heart rate might look elevated, but like, or might be elevated, but I look like I'm pretty calm, which in reality, I'm probably yeah. pretty high strung. I just don't yeah. show it like most people do. So, okay. Um, and I think that's just come over time of pitching my whole, mm -hmm. my whole life. So um, it's not anything that was like taught or I just kind of taught myself a, yeah. a little bit. And it's kind of what, kind of how my life outside of baseball is as well so it's like it's almost like that i, I picture like the duck that's like paddling under the surface yeah. like crazy but yeah. then up top it's like oh i'm just moving right? yeah that's a great that's a great analogy because yeah. that's kind of i 
because I talk to my wife all the time about that pretty much after every outing she goes oh you look so nervous and I was like no I was or you don't look nervous at all I was like oh I was yeah I was super nervous and if you ask like some of my teammates it'd be like oh yeah you, they know I'm nervous but like I just don't I look calm and collected but um that just comes from practice and yeah I mean, stepping out of your comfort zone, yeah. right? And being willing to step into a yeah. moment where you're going to feel nervous, right? Yeah. You're going to feel like yeah. there's high stakes, high pressure. Yeah. Could you describe that? Like what's going on in your mind? Like when you're maintaining yeah. that emotion, when you, when you, like your heart rate's up, yeah. but you want to stay calm so you can perform. Yeah. And that's, so I think it's, for me, it's about being present, like not yeah. worrying about any outside factors. So for me, it's just, um, focusing on what is the next thing so it's like just take pitching like I'm only going to focus on this next pitch like whatever's happened in the past I can't affect and in baseball whatever's going to happen two pitches from now I can't affect so it's like what is my job right now and I think that if what's my goal right now and what's my goal this minute is for me kind of gets me through that whole scenario so it's yeah like, and that's kind of that's kind of what I do um, is that like yeah. a do you have to train yourself to be present like that or has that just been a practice that you've just really experienced and it's just become second nature or is that something mm -hmm. you still have to train i think it's something i still have to train because it's yeah. something that didn't come natural I, yeah. I, I was i think i was a person who always looked towards the future like i was like okay what if i throw this what's going to happen or if i go do this what's right. going to happen so no just doing it and then seeing what happens in that result later on so um that's kind of it's something that with baseball like I have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis because I can't worry about oh man what happens or I'm looking forward to this day but like no there's so many days leading up to that day um that I don't like looking in the future that much so it's like yeah my wife will always say like oh I'm trying to book this trip two months out and I'm like <laughs> I'm like hold up like I still have two months of playing to do. And like, and that's like, for me, like two months is a long time in the baseball world. No so doubt. it's like showing up every day. So it's just something that honestly, that I think I've had to practice every day to be able to kind of control my emotions and yeah. um, just be in the moment at, at, at that particular time. So one thing I'm really curious about is like going back and I even asked you, like, did you ever expect that you yeah. would be a pro baseball player one day? I remember talking about yeah. that at one time, but before I get to that, I'm actually curious, like, what was the feeling like the first time you put on the pinstripes, like the first time you put on yeah. the Yankees uniform? Like, what did you yeah. feel like? Do you remember that moment? It's Yeah, I mean, of course, I think that's something that I mean, you obviously look forward to your entire life. So, yeah, I mean, as soon as I picked up a baseball, I was one playing the big league. So and to actually play for the Yankees, I don't think once you're there, this was 2016. So five, six years ago, yeah. like, I'd never I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of like, it doesn't hit you at, the, at that particular time that you're playing for the yeah. Yankees. You're playing in the big leagues. There's millions of people watching and how much, how big of a deal it is to people. Um, and like the history that comes with, comes with that, putting on that uniform. So um, it was something that I probably didn't take for granted or I took for granted at the time, but as time went on, I really, and seeing all these ex players come back and these guys that I grew up watching and being heroes on tv and um but i mean these guys are just normal people that for sure really obviously really good at baseball so I, I i think i now i appreciate it more that i get to play for the yankees and that i've played this long for the yankees so um it's something i definitely don't take for granted now and i 
now I would say I appreciate it every more every day now than I did five years ago. Yeah, and that I, I think that's the separator too. It's like what we were talking about before we start recording. I'm like, hey, wait a minute, yeah. we gotta start recording. Yeah. This is good stuff because like the, the the separator is like, yeah, it's it's one thing to make it, which is <laughs> phenomenal, right? Yeah. To to ever put the uniform on, uniform yeah. on, but then it's a different thing to like last for several years and continue yeah. to expand. Because you were even talking about like ups and downs, right? Yeah. Like of course you you're like you know you get momentum and you're on a streak and you're playing well. Like that's different, but when you yeah. hit those rough patches, right? Yeah. You know, so like what, how has it been for you kind of managing the good and the bad and how do you get out of the bad? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great question because I've had times where I've pitched the best I've ever pitched. Like I take 20, 2017, for example, I was throwing the best I've ever thrown. And I didn't even know it. So um, like I said, I kind of took it for granted and um not sure if I actually put in the work every day to be able to sustain that. And then I think it took really struggling to be able to realize what I need to do every day to be successful in the big leagues. Cause it is, there is somebody gunning for your job. Every, every time you go out there, um, there's somebody that, that wants to take your job. So yeah. it's, it's not like any, not like most, not just someone, yeah. but like a whole, like, yeah, it's not like of people most here. businesses. Right. Like we're like, yeah, I mean, you could have, it could be two or three bad outings and you're done. Like, yeah. so it's like, for me, once I got up there, it was about, it was about seizing an opportunity and, and what are you going to do with the opportunity was mm -hmm. my thing. So I was like, people ask like, why did, what, why did you stick in the big leagues or something? I'm just like, well, I had one opportunity and I did, I did well and I just mm -hmm. kind of ran with it. So, um, but then trying to get, you go from the highs of highs to, about as low as as low as you can go um, yeah in in the baseball world is, is you get you get demoted so mm -hmm. it's like it's it sucks at the time um but i think it takes a you have to look yourself in the mirror just let's say you have to look yourself in the mirror and, and have be man enough to be like okay what am i doing wrong so yeah. it's so it's being able to take advice from other people and taking what works for you and and doing what you need to do to do with it. I think yeah. um, I've had some great coaches along the way that, that have helped me um, through those bad times and they've taken a lot of their time to help me. So I've kind of, I, I was ears open and I, I just listened. So yeah, um, just humble, right? Yeah, and that's kind of like what I do th throughout the year too. I, I, I listen a lot. I'm not, I'm not gonna be the most vocal guy in the room or, or something like that. So I just, I, I listen to guys and um, take bits and pieces from, from everybody and see what will work for me. And um, I think, so during those bad times, I'm, I'm able to know what I did to get out of those. And so if I ever go, get back to that bad time, I'm gonna be able to get out of that rut a little faster. Because you're willing to take direction. You're willing yeah. to recognize that, hey, you're not perfect. Like just yeah. because you're, you know, a Yankees pitcher, it's not like yeah. you don't have more <laughs> to learn and grow and to improve, right? Yeah. You're open exactly. to that direction. Yeah, exactly. I and I think that's where a lot of guys fall into trouble is um, they're just kind of kind of do it their way. And, um, and they're not gonna listen to other people. And I think that's fine. I think we talked about before, you have to know when to change. And mm. like in baseball, you don't want to change every day, but you also don't want to change too late or yeah. change too early. So yeah. if, like, if you change too early, you're not going to know what's really working. But if you change too late, it could be too late. And baseball, your opportunity is so short 
it could be over. So it's just, it's such a fine line and it takes, um, it just takes guidance from, from other players and yeah. um, people who have done it in the past to kind of, to kind of work through that. Yeah. And that's actually, yeah. So that's what we were talking about before we started recording here was like, man, if you're going to last, right. It's yeah. being willing to adapt, right. Being willing to change, modify. And because, you know, people are going to develop a book on you, right. They're yeah. going to see your, your tendencies, all this stuff. And so if you don't adapt, you know, but it's almost that it's like that thin razor, right. Yeah. Could you describe that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I think we talked about before, like with all the technology and numbers available nowadays and numbers that they can get on guys. Um, yeah. The, the margin for errors in my profession is so small. Like, yeah. So if you're bad at something, they're going to exploit that. So mm -hmm. it's like, you just try to cover all your bases. And um, literally I talk with our bullpen coach all the time and he's like, he goes, what did I tell you two years ago? I said, you, he goes, you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do that. And don't change for anybody. You just got to do what you do. You're going to have people come come in your ear and try to try to change you, say you can't do this or you got to do it this way. But you just have to remember who you are and what got you to this point and then just be really good at that. Hmm. So because it's very easy, once you get to the highest level, to be like, all right, what is that guy doing? And like, yeah. that guy might not have to go through what you went through. So it's like, it's like I had to work really hard to get where I'm at. Some guys yeah. are so athletically gifted that maybe they don't have that. Uh, they have a big more margin for error. Not the like, same type of work yeah. ethic required. Yeah, to do. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's really interesting. Um, and I think it's it's almost like a fine. It's like a razor thin fine line. Yeah. Because it's like you want to remain true to who you are and yeah. what got you here, but you also be, have to be willing to update or make slight tweaks, yeah. like two millimeter shifts. Yeah. I would imagine, right? Yeah, I think slight tweaks yeah. is is the best way to put it because yeah. you don't want you got to that point for a reason. Yeah. So why not be really good at that and then make minor tweaks off of that? Right. So it's like why get to the highest level of your profession and then change everything? Yeah. And it's very easy to do once you go through. A struggle you think man am i ever gonna be able to do this again or like you have that little voice in your head saying well what if i what if i do that it's gonna happen again or yeah but you just have to for me it's just like trusting the process trusting yourself trusting you've put in the the preparation the the time beforehand that um that whatever you go out there and do it it is what it is yeah and like you might go out there and be really bad with it i mean i went out there <clears throat> Um, one day this year, I gave up three homers in one inning. So it's like, all right, am I going to crumble? Is this going to be the end of my season? It's like, no, like, let's watch the video. Let's figure out what's going on and yeah. let's adjust to it. Let's not get a whole new pitch or let's not change my workout regimen or let's not change everything. Let's find what happened and tweak it and move on. And then I think the more guys are willing to do that, the more success you have. Hey guys, just a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be right back to the show. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital and you know how much I love real estate and how it can be a vehicle towards creating any outcome that you want in your life, which is really why we created CF Capital, a real estate investment firm that focuses on acquiring and operating multifamily assets that provide stable cash flow, capital appreciation, and a margin of safety for our investors, for our partners, and for the people that we serve. Our team leverages its expertise in acquisitions and management to provide investors like you with superior risk-adjusted returns while placing a premium on preserving capital. 
Our mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors maximize their returns by investing in high value multifamily communities. Our philosophy is that we can elevate communities together through this process. And I wanna invite you to go check out cfcapllc.com because we have a free ebook that's called The Bottom Line, The 10 Ways to Increase Cash Flow in an Apartment Complex. And I wanna tell you that this is a value packed ebook. So I wanna to, want to invite you to go check that out right now at cfcapllc.com. I think you're gonna get a ton of value just from reading this, whether you apply it to your own business or whether you educate yourself further on what it would look like if you invested with CF Capital. So go check that out at cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com and enjoy the rest of the show. And it, it's almost like the, um, the philosophy that you always like in times of stress or pressure, you fall to the level of your training, right? So at the oh, end of the day, is that what you kind of fall back on yeah. your mindset and say, look, yeah. I've, I've showed up, I've been committed. Yeah. So look, bad thing, you know, sometimes things happen that aren't yeah. what I want. And so now I know that I've, I've, I can trust in myself. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, just think, I mean, baseball as a pitcher, once the ball is out of your hand, that's it. Like, yeah. So like once you have the, two seconds in your windup and once the ball's out of your hand, that's it. So like, there's nothing you can control after that. Yeah. You can field your position or, or whatever and, and help yourself out. But after that, it's just the game of baseball. So it's like, yeah. that's you control, like as a pitcher, we control so little, but you have to trust that you have the work that you put in and your routine. And that's why like, I love like, when I'm at the park, I love watching guys' routines. I love talking about like, what, why are you one of the most successful pitchers in baseball? Yeah. Like, why are you one of the most successful hitters in baseball? Why do you never get hurt? Or, um, and then you look at, at the other side, like, oh, why is this guy always hurt? Or why is this guy not having success as he should? Because he's super talented. So you, for me, I just love um, looking at guys routines and and what makes them them and then kind of uh taking some of that and incorporating it to my routine and see yeah. what works and what doesn't work and um so it's very interesting to watch guys work i think it's interesting too i was talking to a guy named jay papazon um and he wrote a book called the one thing and and what he talked about was like you know learning and growing like a lot of people will learn something new and they'll totally just transform everything that they're doing yeah. <laughs> and replace everything else. Or the other side of it is, Hey, I can stack on top of what yeah. I already know. Right. I can yeah. improve this and I can say, Hey, this yeah. might work. This might yeah. not. But you, so what you're saying is you go around and literally gather information from others. Yeah. Like, Hey, you know, like what, what are you doing? Like, what are, you know, what's yeah. your, what's your diet look like? I would yeah. imagine. What's your, exactly. what's your training yeah. routine? Yeah. Uh, what else are you doing out here before the game? Is that kind yeah. of the conversations? Yeah. It, you're exactly. Having? It. So like, yeah, it's just having a conversation with people and seeing, because once you get comfortable, like once you're at the highest level and once you get comfortable you're done, like, so mm. you always have to be adapting and changing, not changing, but like you always have to be willing to, to go to the next level. Like it's yeah. because with in the past five years, the technology in the game is, and right now it's the best it's ever been. So it's like, right. if you're not willing to change with the game, the game's just going to pass you by. So it's like, even if you pitch, for 10 years, there's still guys that have made hundreds of millions of dollars. They're willing to change and, and listen to what other people have to say, because for once sure. you get complacent, it's over. Like it's as soon as you get comfortable and think like, Oh, I belong here. Or, and then you're not willing to put the work in. Cause I see so many guys they get, it's crazy. They get to the highest level and then they just stop, stop working. 
and then so they kind of like fizzle out, which is like, which is crazy because now they start making, you start making more money and you just get comfortable. You go to, yeah. you just want the lifestyle without yeah. having to put in the work. So right. it's like, um, what do you think that difference is? Is it the passion or, you know, is it, they're just not strong enough, you know, desire towards being something even better than where they're at. You think they maybe they've outperformed <laughs> what they had the vision for themselves or what do you think the difference is? I, because I think what, like every kid growing up, like we said, like every kid growing up is, is thinking to themselves, oh, I just want to make it to the big leagues. Oh, right. I just want to get to the big leagues. I just want to get to the big leagues. And and then once you get there, you're like, oh, I made it. Yeah. And you like take a deep breath and like, like yeah, oh, right. That's it. Like, And then, and then, but that's when the work actually starts. It's like all the preparation and all the time and the travel ball and the stuff growing up is made to get to that point and then once you're at that point that's when it's like now the game's on because there's right tons of people who want to take your job every day so it's like how am i going to separate myself from the next guy and right that's when you can really see a, a change or a result so. so let's talk about the routine and because like what you've been able to do it sounds like is really just fall in love with the process yeah right because yeah. you you've observed that people who stick around not only stick around <laughs> but thrive right yeah. it's not because like you get there it's like all right am i going to survive yeah you know am i going to survive or not that's probably the first question it's like all right i made it now it's step zero right if yeah. you really want to last yeah. i would imagine yeah so then it's like okay do i want to thrive and now thriving is about <laughs> two millimeter shifts, right? Yeah. I'm excellent, but I, I want to be extraordinary. I want to be like yeah, exactly. top 1%, top 0.01% of the 1%, right? Yeah, exactly. So what else, talk to me about the routine and like, what have you observed between not only the guys who last, but the ones who, you know, yeah. are all-stars and that kind of yeah. stuff. I mean, what are you seeing? I mean, I think the first thing that jumps off of mind is just the focus guys have. The ones that want to yeah. be great, their focus is just on another level. So just like just taking Garrett Cole, for example, signs a mega contract. But then I was super excited just to see like, what, how does this guy prepare? How does this guy go about his day? And the first thing I noticed is as soon as he puts his pants on, puts his jersey on, puts a hat on, he's like laser focused. So there's nothing else that matters because there's so many, I mean, we still, guys still have a family and guys are still dealing with things. So it's like, how do I separate, how do I separate the two? Yeah. And um, I think it's very interesting to see guys and him in particular, him just watching him is like such a laser focus and so detailed and knowing exactly what he needs to do to get ready mm -hmm. and then letting the, and just preparing like people that I've never seen. So it's like, I was like, okay, makes sense why he's at the level he's at. So yeah. it's like, cause his preparation and attention to detail is a lot better than most people's. So how are you like taking that type of observation and applying it yourself in terms yeah. of your focus? So like when you put the pants on, yeah. you put the uniform on, you put the hat on, I mean, are you stepping into, all right, this is the, you know, Chad Green, yeah. Yankee baseball player, like literally like this is my identity and I'm stepping into that. Is there a difference in that in terms of who you are before you put that uniform on? Or, I mean, I know we talked yeah. about that a little bit earlier, but is there yeah. a mindset shift that happens? Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I mean, we get to the ballpark so early. So if you, yeah. it's really hard to be locked in for, from one o'clock to 11 o'clock. So I like, imagine, yeah. so that's almost impossible. So it's yeah. like, there's times throughout our day where like, you need to be super focused. So that's kind of what I've 
kind of evolved to. So when I'm playing catch for 15, it's like almost 15 minute windows. So it's like mm -hmm. 15 minute window of playing catch. Okay, this is going to be the best catch play ever. Or it's like, then, all right, I need to study the hitters or figure out what their tendencies are and stuff like that. A scouting report. So it's like, okay, I need mm -hmm. to devote all my attention to preparing for the game tonight. And then, and then as soon as you put the, um, as soon as you get ready to, to go to the bullpen, it's like, all right, I need to watch the game, see how these hitters are, are swinging, reacting to, to the guy pitching, and then take mental notes of maybe who's hot, who's not, who's, who's seeing the ball well today, and taking that to the game and kind of processing all at the same time. So, so it's like going the extra mile in every capacity, yeah, yeah. right? It's, it's one thing at a time. It's using your time, yeah. your presence, like yeah. you talked about earlier, yeah. your presence on one thing. Yeah. And then, all right, now we're going to shift to the next component. Is yeah, that what you're saying? exactly. It's kind of trying to compartmentalize kind of your day. So it's like, yeah, yeah then once, once I'm in the bullpen, it's like, as soon as the game starts, I need to, oh, I need to go through this, my same stretching routine every day. So I make sure... I'm ready to pitch in the game yeah. just from a, a physical aspect. And then, mm -hmm. all right, then the bullpen coach is going over the scattering reports. But it's like, you should already know exactly kind of what you want to do before he even tells you. He's just like your, your secondary plan of mm -hmm. like just reassuring you of what you should already know. Yeah, and that's helping like, you identify any blind spots if there are. And that's kind of the next level stuff. Like, Got it. When you get there, it's like, all right, you just want to go out there and pitch. You want yeah. to do your thing. Yeah. You want to be over and then, then you're done. So it's like... <laughs> The next level is doing your homework, do, making sure you're ready, physically ready, and yeah, um, and then just taking care of yourself. I mean, it's just as important after the game once we get home as it is it is pregame. So. There's so many similarities in in what you're doing and in, in business and the top performers yeah. in business. I mean, yeah. it's it's the extra level of preparation. It's the humility and recognizing that if you yeah. you know aren't willing to change or adapt. Yeah you know, you're going to get crushed. Yeah. You know, the market is so efficient, it will yeah. crush people. Yeah. And it's the same with what you're doing. So I just think yeah. this is such a relevant conversation yeah. for anybody. It's like, if you want to be yeah. great, you want to be excellent. You want to be a legend. Like this yeah. is what we're talking about right now, <laughs> yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. Like I'm getting yeah. chills even thinking yeah. about it. I don't know if you are, but yeah, no, I love it. So it's, it's, it's go ahead. No, I was going to say like, I, I'm reading the, a book right now and it literally one sentence stuck out to me. It was like, because we, we have an off season every year for four months. It's like what everybody, when they leave a season, it's like, oh, I'm going to come back in the best shape of my life. And you hear in spring training, oh, I'm mm. in the best shape of my life. Or like, oh, I'm going to come back. I'm going to learn this new pitch or I'm, I'm going to change my swing or, or do something. But it was like, am I will, am I, do I want to have a good off season or am I willing to commit to having a good off season? Mm. So it's like, there's a big difference between wanting and then committing. So it's like, a lot of people want the good off season, but nobody wants, a lot of people don't want to commit. It's like, and committing is like, I tell people all the time, like the two hours we spend at the gym in the morning is the easy part. Like it's what you do with the other 22 hours. Like, mm. so it's like, are do you get enough sleep? Do you eat the right things? Or like, or you're not taking care of yourself. So you're tired the next day. And then it kind of just a snowball effect. So yeah, I think it's big of like just committing to something or just actually you want something to happen or is like fully committing to something. Yeah, I could so, not, that, I could not resonate with me more. Cause I think about yeah. this all the time. It's like, all right, are you interested in yeah. being the best of the best yeah. or are you committed? Cause there's yeah. a real big difference. Yeah, and I don't exactly. know about you, but it's like, yeah. look, if I'm interested, that means like, well, like, you know, I, I can't go over there. I can't, yeah. I can't get up at this time. I can't yeah. go to bed at this time. Yeah. I can't eat this. I can't do that yeah. because that would be inconvenient. Right. Yeah. There's always exactly. a story as to yeah. why something's inconvenient. 
But if you're committed, and I don't know if yeah. this resonates with you, like you'll do whatever it takes. Like mm-hmm. you will study in the off season. You will read the books. Yeah. Like you'll read the books that yeah. may not have anything to do yeah. with baseball, but you can apply that right yeah. you're in your thinking, your repertoire. Yeah. So is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, like I said, there's a big difference between guys wanting to get stronger or like actually committing themselves to getting stronger because you like, yeah. just like, just like, you know, like you, you and Katie eat very healthy and yeah. Um, I see you guys work out and stuff like that, but like the workouts are just a small portion of it. So unless you're willing to go, unless you're like challenging your mind and you're eating the right things and taking care of your body, because what you do now affects what you do later. Mm. I don't stay up super late because I know if I stay up super late, I don't get enough sleep. My workout the next day is going to suffer. And then I'm going to be mad at myself because I didn't put in the work that day for my long-term goal. So. Yeah. And then when you're on the mound and like, maybe you just gave up three home runs, yeah. you're like, well, shit, I wasn't working hard last, exactly. you know, right. two weeks ago exactly. or two months ago. Yeah. And it's like, I don't deserve to be playing exactly. well anyway. So, you know, is yeah. that kind of what no, it yeah, comes in full circle? Yeah. Cause I think everything, everything I try to do is meant, okay, how is this going to affect my baseball? So it's like, mm-hmm. is this going to hurt my body, help my body? So it's like everything that I put in my body, yeah. I'm like, sometimes, yeah, I'm like, do I eat sweets? Do I right? Drink? You did give yeah, me a, yeah. um, you <laughs> yeah. gave me a cupcake one time, and I was yeah. like, wait a minute, this is big. Yeah, I know, right? I know. I, if you, <laughs> you ask, were getting it out of the house, if you ask anybody, I'm, yeah. I got a bit of a sweet tooth, so it's um, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. But yeah, so like, I know, like, yeah, do I need to be eating this? No, is it going to affect me? Yes, but right. So it's like, so that's something for me to work on. So it's like, right. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what I do between everything throughout the day. You ask my wife, she thinks I'm crazy. It's like, <laughs> no, if I'm going to try to, once I'm home, I'm going to try to recover. I'm not going to go go out and about and do a whole yeah. bunch of things and make myself tired because then it's going to affect my next day. Right. So it's like, yeah, am I going to work hard that day and try to recover? And, and like we said, be in the moment? Yes. But like, I know for my long-term goal, that's some of the stuff is not my best interest. I mean, like I said, I, I think I've, I don't know if I said it today or not, but you know, for, for me, it's like if you have a why big enough, you can overcome anyhow, yeah. and anything yeah. becomes important <laughs> to you, right? You be, you you can yeah. develop that type of focus. So, yeah. like, if you had to describe yeah. like your extreme desire for greatness, really, yeah. at the end of the day, like, what does that come down to? Do you have any idea? Or you probably thought about yeah. it a lot, but I don't know. Yeah, like so. Say that again. So like, so like what, if you had to describe like your desire for greatness, because at the end of the day, like those type of questions that you're (laughs) having within yourself and the decision making that you have, you know, to really, you know, be extremely focused in all these different capacities, you got to have a big reason beyond just like performing. Right. So is there anything that you, no, I mean, I think, I think what gets me up every day is just knowing that I have a opportunity that not a lot of people have. Yeah. So I, I'm, I, I just say to myself, why not me so Ooh. it's like so yeah there's there's thou- hundreds of thousands of kids who want to be in my position yeah so it's like i need to take advantage of it's what i'm doing it and if i can't yeah exactly and if, yeah. if i can't take advantage of my opportunity right now it's it's gonna haunt me forever yeah. so it's like if i can't sacrifice a little bit right now mm. then I'm, I'm gonna be so mad at myself yeah in, in, in the long run and it's become a part of your identity too it yeah. probably doesn't feel like sacrifices yeah. now right no it doesn't it's just yeah. it's just part of what i do so yeah. like you ask anybody that's around me all the time it's like 
I will get up super early to get my workout in if I have a busy day that day or like, but I'm going to get my workout in. Like yeah. I'm going to get my throwing in. Yeah. Like I'm not skipping anything. I'm not doing anything. Like I have my priorities and that's just what I do. And then, but you're right. It is part of my identity. And um, there's so many, I think there's just so many kids that would want to be in my position and I'm from a really small town. So it's like, Oh, you're not supposed to make it. Or like, mm. like I went to a small high school and it's like, Oh, so it's like, I just do it for like all those kids or people who say like, Oh man, like I could be that one day. Yeah. So it's like it's an inspiration for sure. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what, and then, yeah, that's kind of what gets me up. I love time. it, man. So, and the thing that I love most about it is that like, when you really break it down, it comes down to small decisions, right? Yeah, At exactly. any moment, it's yeah. always a decision. Yeah. And um, so could you walk us through kind of like, what's a day in the life look like? Maybe it, whether it's off season, which we're in right now, just yeah. for a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, or even during the season, maybe it looks a little bit different. Could you walk us yeah, through that? I mean, so like right now during the off season, um, obviously baseball is ramping up a yep. little bit. So it's like, I mean, we're at the gym, probably work out for two hours. We're throwing for anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. And what type like, of workouts outside of throwing? So, I mean, it's just, it's like, we're very, very baseball specific workouts. A lot yep. of um, just kind of blocks of like, rotational stuff because we're such one-sided athletes mm -hmm. so it's like how do we balance out both sides so that's kind of what for eight months out of the year we're such we're so one-sided so for the four months that we're not pitching every day we're just trying to balance ourselves out because if you're so one-sided all the time more susceptible to injuries and, and stuff yep. like that so got it um but no after after that we're just um i just try to spend time with my wife honestly because it's um, this year was obviously a little different, um, but most of the time we just try to, I try to just recover, do what I can. Um, obviously like just take the dog on walks and yeah. stuff like that, but we just try to enjoy our, enjoy our home, enjoy, um, being home, seeing family and friends and, yeah. um, doing that for such a short period of time before we go to the season. Right. Um, but then, um, during the season, obviously a little different, uh, obviously our nights are pretty late. So, I mean, we're not getting back till probably. 11 ish every night so um and sleep is obviously pretty important so um not waking up till nine or ten o'clock how many hours are you getting per night like eight nine about eight i think yeah. eight works for me eight yeah. to nine ten's too much seven yeah. a little not not enough so eight yeah. to ten and that can obviously vary um, more is probably always a little better during during the season so yeah uh, yeah eight to nine hours of sleep and then um we're wake up, try to spend time with time with the family or, or wife, or, I mean, we don't have kids. So just spend time with my wife and yeah. for the two hours. And then I'm off to the field at one, one to two o'clock. And then kind of there all day leading up to the game. It's, I mean, it's pre throwing stuff that you have to do every day. So it's just a little maintenance physically that you have to do every day to be able to perform every day. So mm -hmm. um, it's just something that we do. And then it's always, I mean, at the field, it's, we go out, we stretch and throw, grab some food, shag batting practice, grab some more food, game, more food. What's go home? So. Talk, talk to me about the diet. Like, what type of stuff are you <laughs> putting in your body? I mean, like, what do, what do you eat? I mean, is there? Yeah. I'm sure you have cheat meals and things like yeah, that. But yeah, I mean, like, sure. what, what's the average kind of day look like in terms of diet? I mean, it's pretty pretty nutrient dense foods for the most part. I mean, in the mornings you're talking eggs, oatmeal, fruit pretty standard. Stuff. Hungry, man. I know, right? <laughs> um, and then 
I mean, obviously during the season, I'd say we're eating more than we do in the off season. Um, just because we're on our feet so much more. Yeah. And then you're, once you're out there, you're burning so many calories that you don't even realize you're burning. Right. By stretching and moving all day. So, I mean, lunch, I mean, for me, I eat pretty healthy. Like my meals are always really healthy, but like I said, I have a sweet tooth. So <laughs> right. Um, try to try to limit that. But I mean, most of most of my lunch and dinner is chicken, rice, steak, mm -hmm. and some sort of vegetables, yeah. potatoes. It's literally, I, I keep it, my food is super simple. So yeah. I, I try not to, I don't need anything too fancy. I know what the food is there for. Oh, it's going to make you feel. Yeah. The, so it's, it's yeah. there to, it's there not to, I want it to taste good, but it's there to fuel my body. Yeah. That's what I see it as. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, so, the food's pretty simple, but yeah. Yeah. It's kind of I would imagine you, so you surround yourself with <laughs> trainers, right? Yeah. And obviously, you know, the organization I would imagine provides trainers during the season. Yeah. They also provide trainers in the off season as well, or do yeah, you? They, uh, they give us programs to yeah. do. Okay. Um, it's up to you how hard you want to work. How yeah. To, so it's kind of free reign in the off season. They're, they check in on you. You're make professional. Sure. You got to yeah, make so those like, choices. And I tell people all the time, I said, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Like, right. Get to do you it. You get to do you it. You get yeah. to do it. And if that's you don't want to do it, somebody else is doing it. So that's what, yeah. and that's also what gets me up in the morning. It's like, if I'm yeah. not going to do it, somebody else is doing it. Yeah. And I'm not going to let that person out, outwork me or, right. or, or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, they're, they're great in the off season. They give us every, every tool, every avenue that, that we could ever want of people of just whether you want to talk to somebody, we, like yeah. we have mental coaches and, and, so whatever you need, I mean, they're there for. So it's pretty much, I mean, it's pretty great. So, so on the mental coach side, so like walk me through that. Is that more like from a therapy perspective or is it mindset training? Just curious. Both. It can be, it can be whatever. He's there yeah. for, he's there for everything. So it's like, okay. if you just want to go talk about your personal life, if you yeah. need to get something off your chest, he's there for that. If you say, Hey, I'm struggling in this aspect. I, yeah. I can't seem to let outings go or um, mm. something. He can give you stuff to help and work on and, in, in that aspect too so he's kind of there for everything so it's like i've been to him like hey i'm struggling what what do you think i need to do or and then i'll go back to him i'll have a, a couple of good outings and be like yeah i was, I was really focused yeah. on this 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 but if you're i mean and also if you're having troubles at home or, or something like that it's just somebody to talk yeah. to because a lot of people in our profession i think are scared to talk about stuff outside of baseball mm -hmm. which is i mean which is fair so um have you seen um you know from some of the elite performers versus some of the people who maybe don't last have you seen a difference in their mindset or the way that they train their inner voice <laughs> or you know the way that they yeah. speak to themselves yeah i mean i think just that inner voice is huge i think yeah. you, i think you can just see it in guys i think yeah guys who are constantly like talking to themselves and like because in baseball, like for me, I visualize like what I want to happen instead of like just wishing it to happen. So it's yeah. like, because if I visualize me giving up a homer, it increases my odds of giving up a homer. It's right. Like, right before you throw a pitch, is it going to be, oh, if I throw this pitch in the wrong spot, so you can hit it for a home run. It's like, so it's eliminating that, that mentality and getting to the point of, can I visualize where I need this pitch to be? And if it's there, whatever happens, happens. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's not control focused. the controllables. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, that's, and that's always like just talking to yourself throughout the whole game and the whole day is because there's so many, 
especially if you're struggling or something, there, there can be so much negativity because there's millions of people that know like how our job is going. Yeah. So it's like, and have an opinion on it. So, yeah. and, and I get it. Like people are very passionate about, about our job. So it's like, if you let all of that negative energy in, it's gonna, you're gonna spiral out of control. So it's like constantly talking to yourself and um, getting to the point where it's like just reinforcing good habits and mm -hmm. reinforcing what you need, what you need to happen. So it's like not what you want to happen, what you need, what in that specific moment. So walk so, me through the visualization because I think this is really powerful. Like I read yeah. a book years ago <laughs> called Psycho Cybernetics. And I would imagine like like basically the theory behind the book is like self-image is a cybernetic yeah. instrument. Yeah. So what you visualize is what can become in your yeah. life because your brain can't tell yeah. the difference between a visualization <laughs> and reality especially yes. if you mix yeah. emotions with that. So could yeah. you talk me talk a little bit about visualization and how you use that? Yeah, I mean, I personally use it not necessarily, it's probably when I'm sitting in the bullpen watching the game, okay. knowing that I have a good chance to pitch. And it's like, I know who I'm going to face and maybe I'm nervous about throwing this pitch to a certain guy. So it's like, okay, I have a better chance of executing this pitch. And it can be pitch to pitch too when you're out on the mound. It's like, okay you're just going to process it super fast and be like, okay, this is what it needs to look like. And I think that when you're doing that, you're able to execute it a lot better. Mm -hmm. So it's like, for me, that's huge because yeah. I have a tendency to go the other way. So I have a tendency to visualize, we all do. Yeah, to visualize the worst thing happening for sure. Yeah. Like, and that's why I think I used to get so nervous before games. Cause I would always think about the worst possible scenario. Like when I was a starter, I would always think, oh my gosh, what if I don't get out of this first inning? Mm. Like, what if I go out there and I can't get it out? Like, I'm done. Yeah. So it's like, so that was like, obviously the worst mentality to have For because sure. it happens. Like, it go, you go out there and, and you're like, jeez, it just, yeah. it just happened. Next thing you know, you're sitting on the bench in the dugout and it's seven to nothing or something. Right. And so it's like, what can I visualize the best outcome mm -hmm. and just kind of go. I think that. people so. have trouble with it sometimes because, <laughs> you know, they're like, well, that's not real. You know, I, yeah. I can't do that. How am I going to do that? But like, how have you, how have you been able to overcome that negative voice? Because I think that's probably the separator too. Because yeah, a lot of people, sure. it's like yeah. your focus goes, energy flows, right? If yeah. you're focusing on the negative, you're much more likely to get yeah. that. But if you focus on what's possible, yeah. you're much more likely to get that outcome. So how have you been able to train that? I would imagine it's, yeah. It's been a training for you. Yeah, right? it's just, I, I think it's just taking time. It's just yeah. something where I've had to go through the bad stuff to be able to appreciate yeah. and know what does and doesn't work. So it's just mm. like, for me, it's just been trial and error. It's just been, yeah. it's like, oh, wow, like I pictured that and it happened. So I need to retrain my mind to be the other way. So I need to right. retrain to be the positive outcome. So it's just like, for me, it's just been time. Like yes. that's- Repetition, right? Yeah, repetition and just, just being older, having more reps and just going through those scenarios and being able to be in the moment and focus on every pitch and not let 40,000 people screaming affect the outcome. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a brief time out from this show, this incredibly mind expanding discussion to speak to the high achievers, the high performers. I wanted to speak to those who have a burning desire to go to the next level and beyond. First of all, I hear you and I see you. When I got started as a real estate entrepreneur fresh out of my W-2 corporate job, 
I was excited and jubilant to create and design my future. At the same time, my business and life was filled with confusion, filled with fear, doubt, uncertainty, and to be honest with you, sometimes even sleepless nights and hopelessness, even while experiencing what many would have considered substantial success. Ultimately, I mustered up the courage to hire one of the world's top high-performance business coaches to work directly with me on creating strategies, systems, and profound shifts towards accelerating my multifaceted performance and to become an industry leader. After years of investing significant resources into myself and in my business through this process, I am now paying it forward as a high-performance coach to those who feel called to elevate to the extraordinary. Wherever you are right now, you know deep down that you have it within you to be great. If you're someone who's seriously looking to elevate your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal flow, your network, your net worth, your lifestyle, and ultimately your life right now and ongoing for the rest of your life, I have a message for you. Because if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I have limited coaching spots available to guide people like you who want to substantially close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. These are first come, first serve, and demand high-touch, one-to-one focus from me directly to you. And this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive, committed, and willing to do whatever it takes. It's only for those willing to play full out and invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to achieve greatness in real estate investing and beyond, which is what we're all about on this podcast. This is for those defiantly inspired for transforming as an empowered limitless and unstoppable human being in full control of their and their business's future. If that is you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com where you can apply for this life-changing opportunity. We will then schedule a discovery session where we will directly discuss what's working, not working, and how we can work together to accelerate your future. With that said, enjoy the rest of the show. There's so much similarities yeah. in investing yeah. and business and all this because it's almost like those challenges, those failures, like when you you hit the dugout and it's seven yeah. nothing, it's almost like that has now served you in that yeah. practice, right? So it's yeah. like, okay, so these yeah. negative experiences, they could be a gift in some yeah. way, right? They could make you yeah. have longer longevity. And it's yeah. the same in business. It's like, man, I did yeah. a terrible deal, yeah. lost a bunch of money. Yeah. And now I could either say, I'm a failure. I'm the worst ever. And just keep focusing and keep festering in that. Or I can say, what gift is here and how can I use that to train myself in the future? I just think it's really yeah. powerful. Could yeah. you talk a little bit about one thing that you and I were talking about before we uh, recorded as well? It's just like, you know, the pressure and, and also just the outside influence yeah. into, you know, everybody within your organization as well yeah. as across, you know, the big leagues, right? Yeah. It's social media, it's yeah. media, it's yeah. newspapers, whatever. I mean, Talk to me a little bit about how do you manage that? Because there's a lot of influences yeah. that want to, they want to infiltrate your mind yeah. so that when you're on the field, you can have this mental yeah. fortitude. Could you talk a little bit about how you manage that? Yeah. I think that's also taken time as well. I mean, I think yeah. for me, it's just been choosing because you're, there's always a choice. So it's like, I can choose to look at the bad stuff i can choose to look at the good stuff but i'm just not going to choose to look at anything so yeah. i'm just going to control like it just goes back to controlling what you can't control i don't can't control what articles somebody writes about me or or i always tell my wife i don't want to read the bad ones i don't want to read the good ones either because, you want to get the big head yeah, yeah because once you get comfortable and you get the big head and you think you're the man everything crumbles so mm. it's like in baseball it's not too high not too low so it's like you can be 
the best pitcher one day, and then you can. And so what's a great thing about baseball? You can be the best pitcher and you can be the worst pitcher on back to back days. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like, why am I going to listen to what other people have to say, even though they're? I mean, they're just doing their job. Like yeah. most people who write the article, they're just doing their job. So like, like they don't hate yeah, you. No, if they, they don't hate us as a yeah. person. They're just yeah. doing. They're just doing. Just doing their job. So. I think I just choose not to look at it because it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, whatever they write and whatever does other people think doesn't matter. So yeah. it only matters what what I do and what what I think and what my wife thinks. And so I just kind of take that mentality and that's kind of what I've done for the past couple of years. I'm so. sure that's not easy though, too, because like especially like you have a great game and it's like, man, yeah. I want to hear what everybody's yeah, saying. Sure. About no, me, right? like, so that's probably not easy, I would imagine. Yeah, no, there's a lot of people who and I used to do the same thing. I used to it's very easy to type your name in Twitter and see what people are saying. Totally. So, um, that's just something that after a game, I just don't even look at. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I want to see what's going on in, in the world and news and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But like, I can choose to look at that stuff and not choose to look at the baseball stuff. Right. So um, regardless of how good or bad it is, I just choose, it's just easier to not look at anything and just focus on what I can and what I'm doing and get myself ready for each day and not, because somebody could think, oh, man, he's pitching the best he's ever pitched. But reality, you could feel terrible. And you could know that you're maybe just getting lucky for a, yeah. week, a week or two, which happened. So it's yeah. like people could think everything's all right and it's not all right. Or people could think you're in the worst place possible, which happened to me a couple of years ago. Like I had people text me like, oh, I just hope you're okay after like getting sent down and stuff. I just hope you're doing okay. It's like, no, I'm great. Like mentally, I was great. So I got to figure out some stuff physically and mechanically to get myself back but like i'm not depressed i'm not like embarrassed or anything it's like no this is the best for me at this time and I'm, that's just how i'm gonna roll with it is there anybody that you study outside of baseball that's really been you know instrumental for you and your growth whether it's mentally mm -hmm. physically or whatever or just in performance that has really been an inspiration for you oh i don't know that's a tough one um <laughs> yeah i don't know i I tend because I know you yeah. read a lot. That's the yeah. reason why I asked you that. I mean, I think the only thing that comes to mind right now is David Doggins' book. Ooh, it yeah. comes to mind um, just because your mind can go to so can go to such a different place than what you think. So, mm -hmm. like that was like the one thing that stood out for me is like I can go to such a place that I'm not even tipping. I'm not at the tip of the iceberg yet. Yeah. So it's like um, that's kind of the first person that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. So it's like. Yeah. So. so tapping into the fact that you have so much more in the tank than you think you do. Yeah. I'm sure you go, I'm sure you have that inner dialogue all the time yeah. where it's like, yeah. you're in a tough workout or you're in a game, yeah. right? It's freaking yeah. grueling. And um, so you dive into that sort of repertoire, right? Yeah. So that's, that, no, that's, that's super yeah. important. And I think the other thing too, is like your maintenance of your passion and your persistence, yeah. like maintaining yeah. that over yeah. a period of time. <laughs> Like, you know, just being a big leaguer for six yeah. years now. Is it six six years? This will be my sixth year. This will be your so, sixth year, which yeah. is insane, right? Like the fact, like yeah. you're already in the top 0.1% probably yeah. in, in many ways. Yeah. So how do you continue to maintain that? Is it just relying on that type of line of thinking? Or is it just, hey, it's just about showing up daily. It's just about my yeah. persistence and, and, you know, dedication to my craft. Is there anything else that you'd add? No, I think it's, I think it, honestly, it's just what you said. It's just showing up on a day-to-day -day basis. And, yeah. Um, taking it one day at a time. I don't like looking, oh, where I want to be in five years. I hate that 
I don't like that question. Oh, what do you want to accomplish in five years? Like, yeah. no, I need to be the best today. Yeah. And then I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. And, you know, and like I said, there's always a bigger picture in mind. It's like, yeah, do I want to be financially stable for my whole life? And now's the opportunity to do that. So yeah. like, I'm going to take advantage of it, but um, I'm still going to focus on today and then not, I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. So like, so do you set goals like for <laughs> per season and things like that in terms of, you know, your performance or no, just curious. Uh, I don't. So, okay. um, so like, let's just maximize like, as yeah. much as possible. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's not something that I'm going to be like, Oh, I want to be an all-star or I want to yeah. be a top five reliever or like, mm-hmm. I want to be this. It's like, no, I need to do the best I can on a daily basis. And I think that's what gets me through a 160 game season. Yeah. It's not like, because then I could be looking halfway through the season and I'm having a average or below average year. Then what am I going to do? Just, throw all the goals out the window and the rest of the year doesn't matter. So it's like, yeah. um, I don't like setting those, those uh, individual Constri- goals. Or, maybe it's constricting yeah, to you, exactly. right? Cause yeah. you, maybe yeah. you have a bigger, you know, bigger ability than what you believe is yeah. possible. Perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. One thing that was, I was curious, like actually just kind of like going back to the beginning was like, did you ever believe that this would happen? Like, did you like, yeah. or did you visualize this? Did you visualize being, you know, a big leaguer. I mean, yeah, it's fu- it's funny you ask because ever since we had dinner, yeah, and you asked that question, yeah, and I I gave you a, I gave you and I was like, no, like no, I didn't ever think I was going to be right. a big leaguer. And it's like, I still go back to I'm like, did I ever not think I was going to be a big leaguer? Or you almost knew it was probably knew yeah, it was going to happen. Yeah, like I knew like if I just put in, even from a young like a young age, like all I want to do is play the big leagues, and it's kind of been like. I don't know if I willed it to happen or just like, I just thought like, no, that's just what I'm going to do. Yeah. So it's not it was like, inevitable. Yeah. So it's like, and yeah, I wasn't the highest draft pick. I wasn't yeah. the most, I wasn't the all American in college or the all state person in high school or, or any of that. Like I just, I think it's literally just consistent, just putting in consistent work and um, like I said, being able to change and adapt and, be willing to look at myself in the mirror and know what I have to do to get to the next level. That's gotten me to where I'm at right now. So. Do you have any other like peer players that are mentors <laughs> for you on the team or otherwise? Yeah. So I talked a lot to Zach Britton and Adam Ottavino and when Dylan Batances was, was with the Yankees, um, those guys and just like shooting ideas off all the, cause I kind of stick to like the bullpen guys cause I'm with them all day. So yeah. it's like those guys have had a lot of success so I always, I'm always asking them questions about numbers or pitches or like how they would pitch this guy or like, Hey, what would you do to this guy? Or like, so like, I'm just trying to absorb as much information as possible because I don't want to look back and be like, man, I didn't ask Left this, something on I didn't field. ask this guy a question yeah. and, I, and I should have. So yeah. that's something I still need to get better at. I still need to be more interactive with people and, and really dive in of like what they do on a daily basis and, and what their thought process is to maybe even take it to another level. So uh, are there any former players that you tap into just out of curiosity? Uh, not that I'm super close to. Cause yeah. I think for me, it's like, I'm not just going to ask a guy who I've never really talked to yeah. of uh, or got to know like advice. I mean, I, for yeah. me, I'm, I think I need to get to know the person for sure. Um, because I, there's some people who are Hall of Famers that that walk around a clubhouse that you can talk to, but they're like, oh, I just used to do this every day. And it's like, well, 
yeah, that doesn't really work for me. Like I, <laughs> I couldn't do what you do yeah. because you were just really gifted. So it's like, that doesn't work for me. So I need to, I like to talk to people who are more relatable who have, that makes sense. Like the other, like Britain and Ottavina, like they've been through the ups and downs. So like I relate to them. So yeah, they might not be the highest paid pitchers or the best pitchers in the game and they're really good, but like they've been through the ups and downs. I can relate right. to them. So I'm going to ask for their advice on certain situations because we kind of have a similar mindset. So are there two, or, if you had to point to two or three <laughs> of the most, um, you know, challenging opponents that you've had over the first yeah. five years of your career, yeah. who would you point to? Are you talking players wise? Yeah. So, players wise. Yeah. I mean, I think some, um, Manny Machado has done pretty well against me. <laughs> I think Mookie Betts is one of the most gifted um, players I've ever seen play. So just what, I mean, I'm glad he's not in our division anymore, <laughs> but um, yeah, facing that guy was not fun. So it seemed like you knew exactly what you were throwing and um, yeah, definitely not fun to face. So there's, yeah. Is there anything yeah. that like you take away from those guys that's like, man, I admire these qualities <laughs> about them and, and maybe it makes them such formidable opponents? Yeah. I think just, I think some of those guys like Mookie Betts and like JD Martinez, you hear like how early they show up to the ballpark and how committed they are to like yeah. watching video and, and willing to change their swing and like adapt and like watch every pitcher on the other staff and really exploit their weaknesses and know exactly how they're going to get pitched is very impressive. So to be able to do that on a day-to-day basis for those guys is incredible. So it's like, that was like one of the few times where I was like, I was like, they go to the park at what time? They're like, <laughs> they're here how early? Like, yeah. and so being able to like, like hear that and see what those guys are doing was, was impressive. It's just the extreme yeah. commitment. I yeah. love that. And then yeah. my, my coach says, if you spot it, you got it right. So <laughs> yeah. if you spot it, now you can apply yeah. that yourself. And, it's, it, and it's, it's tough. It's like an inner battle of like, what is, do I want to do too much? Cause now there's so much numbers and stuff. <laughs> it's like, what do I take and what yeah. do I push off to the side? So it's right. like, for, and it's like, no, you still like, and even like for me doing like scattering reports and stuff, it's like, I can look at all the scattering reports I want and figure out what your weakness is. Right. But I'm still going to pitch to my strength. So it's like, I'm still going to do yeah. what I do yeah. best. And if you beat me at what I do best, I can live with it. But if I try to exploit your weakness, that's also my weakness. Ooh. I'm going to be interesting. I'm going to have trouble sleeping at night. Do you so. feel like you, like, if you can get to a point where you're overprepared <laughs> and it's like, you're almost out of focus or flow? Yeah, I mean, 100%. To, yeah. I think there's, I think it definitely can happen. I think yeah. if you can lose the side of what you're really good at and you can be like, okay, um, maybe the book is out on me and I have to change or like, and so I'm going to watch a ton of video and be like, okay, that's not, that's not it. But it's like, no, like if you just hammer down on what you're really good at, most of the time you're going to have success. And even if you don't have success, you can go to sleep that night saying I got beat at the best of what I do. That guy was just better than me. That yeah. Day. So it's like, yeah. it's, you can live with that. I can live with that other than, Oh, maybe this was like my, I had a little doubt creeping your mind. I was like, okay, I know I should be throwing this pitch, but the chart says I should throw this pitch. And, or the catcher thinks I should throw this pitch or, but I really want to throw this pitch. But I ended up, choosing the secondary option and you get beat with it that's when it's you start you can spiral out of control and yeah get into a bad 
it's a paradox it kind of goes back to that thing it's like there's it's a razor thin edge and if you cross it you've gone too far right so you want to be prepared but don't over prepare exactly and uh, man i love that this is an amazing conversation i really appreciate you taking time uh tell me uh, just a few more questions and i'll I'll let you get on your way because uh i want to make sure you get the proper amount of rest tonight we're gonna get you ready for the season uh tell me actually i'm just curious i mean 2020 was crazy for everybody in the entire world of course it was for you as well yeah what was that experience like i mean playing with no fans obviously having the the season be condensed and all those things i mean like how would you describe that definitely definitely different definitely took some like i mean obviously just you have to change literally change your mentality because we go from scrimmaging in yankee stadium to i mean you're scrimmaging against just your own teammates and everybody's happy-go-lucky and like stats don't matter then boom next day it's the same atmosphere and the games matter like yeah. these games matter these games are why you get paid what what you're gonna these games affect everything so it's like it was very hard at first to kind of flip that switch so mm. it's like because normally when you go out to the field you see thousands of people and right like, okay all right game time well now there's none of that so it's like how am I, you really had to mentally lock it in. And that was like the first thing I probably noticed is like, okay, first game, I was like, you're excited. Then the second game, you're like, okay, like I have to take whatever I thought I had to lock in. I got to take it to a whole nother level yeah. or else, because these games are, this is a big league stadium. Those are big league hitters. They're trying to take food off my table. I'm trying yeah. to take food off their table. So right. whoever's more mentally locked in is going to succeed. And that Do was you kind of the whole theme i think throughout the entire year do you think that that allows you like are you taking that experience and like really <laughs> amplifying you think your future yeah. because of it in terms yeah. of your locked in focus yeah i think i think it can help i think if you got to the point where that's what it takes with no fans and like what it takes to compete with just literally you have to get your own self yeah motivated yeah. and going and not forty thousand people can't do it that some guys are really going to succeed and some guys might take a step back. So. Yeah, no, I love it, man. I think it's, it's extremely powerful. And this entire conversation can be applied to anybody who wants to be a high performer, who yeah. wants to be elite yeah. performer. This is all about the mentality. It's all about the approach. It's yeah. about the routine. Yeah. You know, it's about, you know, how you make decisions at the yeah. end of the day. And I just think it's, it's extremely relevant, but it's also fun to get into yeah. that mind, man, yeah. that, that beautiful mind of yours. So I appreciate you. And, and uh, I just want to go through a few other things. We're going to move yeah. into what I call the rare air questionnaire. Yeah. It's about being a high performer. It's about doing the uncommon. Yeah. It's about yeah. being uncommon because of your choices. And it's about having that extreme desire and that hunger yeah. for more. So that's what our entire conversation yeah. has been about. So if you had a point to, and I know that you're a big reader, because we've yeah. even talked about yeah. some books. Are there, you know, beyond David Goggins, we already talked yeah. about David Goggins. If you had a point to two or three of the most impactful yeah. books that you've read over the past few years, what would they be? Um, right now I'm actually reading. I'm like a little over halfway through, but I think it takes what it takes by Ooh, Steven think, Schwartzman uh, or no? Trevor. Oh, uh, Moab. Moab. Yeah. 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 Is amazing. I think there's like, it's like, I couldn't get a pen and paper out fast enough. Wow. Cause I'm planning on like trying to give this book to some of my friends. Cause I'm yeah. like, gotta read this book. Like it's, it's, it seems like every line I'm like, gosh, it just makes <laughs> so much sense. And I love like, it. There's just such a difference between being, average and being great so it's like yeah and so that book is probably one of my favorites that i've read so far so i love um, it we'll put a link in the show notes on that one yeah then uh 
Atomic Habits was another good oh, yeah. one. So, I mean, for me, it's just about, and I love just the whole thing about it. I mean, oh, just yeah. building just good habits. And that's kind of like what, I mean, I- That's what you're all just about. Like just control what I yeah. can control and the habits what I can control. So it just, it's very relatable. I love that one too. Cause it's like, you're yeah. casting the vote in the direction for <laughs> who you say that you yeah. are, like as yeah. an identity. Yeah. And like our entire conversation has been about that. So that's awesome. Yeah. I'll, I'll look up, it takes what it yeah. takes. Are there that's any good. others that you point to? I mean, that's it yeah, yeah. right now. So that's kind of what I'm it. stuck on. So. I love it, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely take out that one. Uh, it takes yeah. what it takes. So uh, we'll put links in the show notes on that. But outside of what we've talked about today, which has been really wide ranging, um, is there the number one way that you elevate your life on a daily basis outside of what we've already discussed? Is there anything else you'd point to? I mean, for me, it's just consistency. Consistency. That's, that's it. I mean, yeah. I think if you ask anybody, it's just consistency. Yeah. It's just the same person every day, regardless of what's going on or um, and that's kind of what I try to bring my wife and yeah. you know, the people who I talk to is just, I'm going to be the same person every day. And, yeah. um, it's just who I am. I love that. I yeah. love that. And it's extreme focus. It's extreme consistency. It's diligence. It's going the extra mile, yeah. man. I, I see yeah. all those things within you. So that's so awesome, man. Yeah. And I just appreciate that so much, but outside of, you know, elevating yourself, <laughs> yeah. you know, is there anything that you point to in terms of the biggest way that you elevate others around you, whether it's your team yeah you know, or, you know, your family or people that you care about? I think it's for, I would just go, I guess, in the baseball world, it's just kind of leading by example. Um, Cause I'm not a vocal person by any means. So mm-hmm. um, I think just like my, from elevating other people around me, it's just like my work ethic and yeah. how I go about my business and like how I go about my day-to-day stuff, like just attention to detail. And, um, and that's kind of, yeah, it's kind of swear. I think leading by example, it's like actions speak louder than words yeah. anyway. Yeah. But man, you've blessed us with your words today too. And uh, I know we pushed you a little bit, yeah. maybe in, outside of your comfort yeah, zone sure. normally, yeah. which I appreciate so much, man. Yeah. But dude, is there any any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you share with Elevate Nation today? Man, I don't know. I think, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is like, and I, I was reading about this in an article today. It's not, as a baseball player, and this kind of relates to, to the business world as well as like as a baseball player nobody's gonna remember my stats or how many people i struck out in 2017 or what my era was they're just gonna remember how you treated people and how you came across as a person so i just try to treat people with respect and um, hopefully you get that in return as well and just kind of um, just kind of how i live my life dude man and uh, there's no doubt about that because you you <laughs> you treat everybody with respect that i've seen so i appreciate that about you and man there couldn't be a stronger character trait really to have. So, uh, man, I just honor you so much. And and I know myself and Elevate Nation is going to be cheering you on this year and ongoing. So I want to see some big things. And uh, regardless, we know that you're going to be controlling the controllables. That's for sure. So appreciate you inspiring us, showing us, you know, look behind the curtain, man. And uh, I know that Elevate Nation, if you want to find Chad, you know, just go watch the Yankees, man. This is the most powerful uh, you know, organization and sports yeah. across the world. I mean, yeah. I, I would yeah. say that. Would you yeah. say that? Yeah, you see, you just walk around the street, you see Yankees hats. All, Dude, all, all when I was a place, kid, so. man, the Yankees were like insane. Yeah. Like I, I remember yeah. I went to the old Yankee stadium. I was yeah. wearing that evil empire shirt, yeah. man. It was yeah. like, dude, it was heaven. I remember walking around, I was like this place, I was like 10 years old. I'm like, this is like Babe Ruth's like yeah. house right here. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I got, I got to pinch myself when I, when I still walk into the stadium every day. Yeah. That's what I get to do on a day-to-day basis and try not to take it for granted. It's the most so, iconic sports yeah. brand as far as I'm yeah, concerned no, in it's the like, world. Yeah, we are, 
our media guy talks about it all the time. It's like when somebody does something bad and if they played one day for the Yankees, they're putting a picture of them playing for the Yankees yeah. on the website. So it's yeah. like they're not putting a picture of them playing for whoever. If they play for the Yankees or a New York team for one day, that's the picture going on. So yeah. it's just, yeah, it's crazy. Dude, I, I just think about like Jay-Z walking around with his like Yankees hat. I wa- yeah. I think about like Spike Lee walking around with his yeah. Yankees hat. I mean, like whoever, <laughs> like all these it's icons, yeah. it's like, they it's it's a it's a culture more than yeah. almost anything yeah. so that's just it's amazing that you get to like be a part of that banner and all that yeah. stuff so uh man we'll be watching out for you there we'll be cheering you on uh but my goodness elevate nation you have got to re-listen to the show there's so much value so much gold nuggets that you can apply to your business you know whether you're a high performer whether you're an athlete whether you're an investor a leader it's about that monomaniacal focus right it's about being present it's about showing up daily. It's about doing the, you know, whatever it takes, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not about, Hey, I want this. It's about, I'm yeah. committed to this. Yeah. So exactly. man, at the end of the day, I want to encourage you to re-listen to this show. I want to encourage you to share this <laughs> with a friend, post it on social media, tag Chad, tag myself. Yeah, for sure. uh, and, uh, you know, share your top three takeaways because w- what are you applying from this episode? And, and I know that sometimes when I re-listen to a podcast, yeah. re-read a book, it's like, Oh, I got something new here. Yeah. So I encourage everybody to re-listen to this and apply immediately because at the end of the day it's about action that's right chad thank you i appreciate it you are the man i appreciate you elevate nation we'll see you next time thank you for listening to elevate if you enjoy this episode be sure to rate review subscribe and pay it forward by sharing with a friend most importantly take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned for more visit elevatepod.com